Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. New England's own man, Helsink. And if you listened to the last show, I apologize for that. Uh, anyways, with me now is my exciting co-host, the blonde bombshell herself, Ian Kerrigan. Woo! Exciting! Oh, I'm exciting. exciting. Yes, I'd like to exciting. think so, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm excited about our show. You are? Yeah. Good. Yeah. I got some stories. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, for those who don't know what we're going to talk about today and... Uh, today's show, of course, is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrick Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, Nicolet, Messier, Family, Lagu, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our very, very, very good friends on Patreon, Ghost Chronicles Radio. And that's it. I don't have anything else. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. We, we, you know, ever since... I've been into the paranormal. Um, I've been interested in Ouija boards. I like them anyways, but um, a lot of people have a lot of thoughts on Ouija boards. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I used to do uh, Spectral Evans as part of uh, the Festival of Dead. I did that for 13 years down in Salem in October. And I would always have give out in the opening, I would say, who's afraid of Ouija boards or who doesn't like Ouija boards and people would put up their hands and then I would always go behind the screen and come out with my little Barbie doll Ouija board and say, how can you be afraid of this <laughs> a little pink Ouija board? Oh. And, and, and there are, I mean, a lot of people are really petrified of Ouija boards. Uh, there mm -hmm. are some paranormal places that you go into and won't allow them in. Right. Uh, there are, uh, you know, uh, you know, some people won't even be in the same room if you do a Ouija board. Mm -hmm. So it, it wasn't always that way. I mean, when the Ouija board first came out, it was it was a family uh, event. Uh, mm -hmm. We'd sit around the kitchen table and try to contact old grandma or cousin Alpha or whatever the hell they were. And, <laughs> but uh, Hollywood kind of got a hold of it and made it into this horrible thing that scared the bejeebies out of people mm -hmm. absolutely so, yeah. yeah so what's your thoughts on it i think that so i'm going to say that because i've never had a horrible experience with a ouija board which uh -huh. many people have uh wait till i get to so my story so they believe uh yeah so they believe i just look at it as another way to communicate, like mm -hmm. glass swirling or table tipping or even a seance. I think a Ouija board is just or another a, way. Or a medium. Or a medium, yeah. It's mm -hmm. just another way to communicate. 
I mean, we we won year at SpiritQuest, uh, which I thought you guys did an awesome job with this. Rigged up a giant table uh, so we could communicate, and it was kind of set up like a Ouija board, but not really like a Ouija board. And I, I just, I, I thought it was kind of cool, but it was giant, so all of us could stand around it. But I just think... Did I have the planchette? Uh, what did we use? I think we used a glass. Okay, that was a different one. All right, yep. Yeah. We actually, we actually did one, one, one year at Spirit Course, which, by the way, is October first or the third this year, and I think we have only ten tickets left. Nice. So, uh, if you want to get them, you better sign up for it. Um. It, anyways, one year we did it, and I played the trailer to uh, Spirit uh, Spirit Board or whatever it was that right. that horrible thing, and this. And I made this giant Ouija board up, uh, and we had a giant planchette, and we all took part in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that was what you were talking about, but oh uh, no, this yeah. was over in the cottage, yeah, in the little cottage next door. Mm-hmm. But similar principle. It's yeah. all about however you choose to do it. I we've used uh, and even dowsing, for that matter. There's a whole chart, a dowsing chart, that has a similar setup yep. with the alphabet and yes and no, hello, goodbye. And, and it's it's pretty much the same thing. So I think however you choose to approach it, you can say, oh, Ouija boards are terrible. But so I, does that mean all spirit communicating methods are terrible? I don't think so. So... I think they get a bad rep, and that's my opinion. That's my two cents. I think so. Um, You know, it's, yeah, you're right. I mean, but there have been so many cases. I mean, we got this Zozo phenomenon now, which is scaring the bejeebus out of people and and of course we had the uh the gulf stream six there which were intelligent officers in germany that contacted some <laughs> strange beings and told them to desert and do all this other stuff mm-hmm. so you have to use I your don't common know. sense like with anything else you always have free will i think every psychic i've ever every legit psychic that i've ever had a reading from had said, well, this is, this is what I see, but you know you always have free will, mm-hmm. your own free will. Yeah. You don't have to listen. You don't have to say, well, this is the way it's going to be because the Ouija board said so or the psychic said so or the fortune teller said so. That mm-hmm. must be how it's going to be. No, it's not. It's not. It's maybe how it could be, but everybody has choices. Yes, that's true. I mean, that's. But anyways, uh, I, I just I just find the the uh, you know I, my good friend Rob Merch, uh, uh, he he actually designed a, a Ouija board or spirit board when he was here in the states. I mean, in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it was uh, uh, the planchette was in the shape of a tombstone, which was interesting. Wow. Yeah, it was a thing. We used that at the first event that I ever did uh, 
uh, contact out in the Hooten Mansion a uh, hundred years ago when uh, <laughs> Christian Christian Day and Sean Poirier was there, and uh, uh, we gave out those Ouija boards to everyone. It was exciting. Ooh. It was a lot of fun. Everybody but, got a Ouija board that Robert Merch designed. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Very very cool. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Except for me, of course. Oh, how come you didn't get one? Uh, I had one, but Maureen took it, so that kind of ended that. Oh, tell her to give it back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I anyway. Know. You, I'm sure you gave it to her. You're very generous like that. Yeah, sure. So you probably said, no, Maureen, you take it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Yeah. Soft. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so everybody has their own opinions on Ouija boards. Uh, I, sure I collect them, as you know. We've, we've had some yeah. on the, the video show that we've done, done up at East Bridgewater. And uh, and speaking of that, uh, next month's uh, video production in May, we will be going to the Spirit uh, Board Museum in Salem. Yeah, and, oh, can't wait. Yeah, yep. And that we will have a show on that uh so you'll get to see some of the cool ouija boards there and and hopefully we're gonna uh talk to some people too and find out their opinions on the ouija board as well so should be uh an interesting show that's coming up in may that's a going to be a video broadcast as well as the audio broadcast Mm -hmm. that's it's going to be awesome i've never been there so i'm really looking forward to seeing it i have never been there either oh all right, first time. Steve, Steve Parson beat me to it, if you believe it or not. Oh, no. He came all the way from England. <laughs> That's right. Went to Salem and beat you. <laughs> and speaking of uh, Steve Parson, uh, while he was in Salem, he got a doll that was the play doll of some haunted doll there in Salem, and that went home, and the, the death doll has a, quite the story, and if you're interested in, <gasps> in hearing about it, uh just become a member of our Patreon club on uh, Ghost Chronicles uh, um, Radio on Patreon. Uh, be a member of the Dead Air Society and uh, uh, hear about it. The Death Doll? The Death Doll. Oh, my goodness. God, I'm going to have to sign up. I haven't even heard about this one. Death Doll. <laughs> anyway. All right, so let's uh, take a look at, see what other people think of the Ouija board. Do you want to start? I can. I, can. I would accept that. All right. <laughs> I, I would like to thank my friends. And so I have three stories for you all. They all came from people I know personally. One mm-hmm. is related to me. One is a, a, a friend. And so it's not something that came from a you know my aunt's cousin's sister's boyfriend's daughter it's it's a direct direct person that i know personally okay okay so this first story comes from my friend siobhan siobhan is is awesome she lives uh near me and we connected because we are both uh halloween fanatics and because of COVID last year, she ran this great local thing where uh, it was like a Halloween uh, scavenger hunt or scavenger hunt. And it was really awesome. So I really admire her for doing that. So here is her story. So she said, 
Hi, Anne. My friend Katie and I were a little obsessed with the Ouija board when we were in the eighth grade. We would wait until her parents were out of the house and pull it out of their closet while trying not to move anything because they really didn't want us playing with it. One day, and this was during the daytime because they were too scared to play with uh, the Ouija board at night, we were using it and we asked whatever spirit we were talking to to prove it was there. The board told us to go outside. So we went outside and looked around. We didn't notice anything at first and then we went over to her father's beloved koi fish pond. The fish usually kind of did their own thing, no particular swimming pattern. But suddenly the fish all got in a perfectly straight line and started swimming around the perimeter of the pond. They swam about three perfect laps around the edge. It was a very glitch in the matrix type of behavior. While looking at the fish thinking, that's weird, all of a sudden, at the exact same time, we both saw a little boy's reflection in the pond. It was only for a split second and the details of his face are a blur. All I remember after that was yelling, oh my God, did you see that? I saw that, oh my God. <laughs> and uh, freaking out for the next hour or so. So that was their Ouija board story. Wow. So, and they were, so how old, how old are you when you were in the eighth grade? 13? You're asking me. Something like too long ago for you. Yeah. We, so went, we, we all went to the same school, single schoolhouse until graduation. Oh, never mind. Just a little house in the prairie kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. What do yeah you think? So they were like 13. They're I just guess. messing around because it was, ooh, spooky. So I thought that was pretty different. You know what? I, when you brought that up, I'm wondering, you know, how many, of the, how much of this reputation comes from the, these girls and sleepovers? They're always fooling around the Ouija board. They have a million stories about uh, the Ouija board when, uh, yeah, I, we, we did a show one time. I, I remember calling it uh, Pillow Talk or something, and we were, yeah. so many people talked about it, uh, their their experiences. All women, I mean, not women, kids, girls, getting together right. and doing these scary things. I mean, they're the ones that do the the uh, Bloody Mary and all that other things. Lies, lies a feather, stiff as a board. Yeah, you go. Yeah, uh, we used to do that. We never, I have to say, at any all the sleepovers I did as a kid, uh, we never had a Ouija board. Oh, that's interesting. Nope. Maybe that was just because it wasn't something our parents would have had, mm -hmm. you know. It just depends, I suppose. But I never had one in my house. I never knew what it was. And I guess none of my friends did either. But we never, but we, we did the, the, you know, light as a feather, stiff as a board. We did sure. Bloody Mary. Um, oh, that was wonderful. Yeah. Those party games. Those yeah. party games. <laughs> All right. I have a, another. I have one. Um, okay. This was, it says, hi, Ron. I saw your uh, uh, event about Ouija boards and our experiences. Well, I have one. Back in 1967, my sister-in-law and I used to sit and play with the Ouija board. We would ask questions. Who was going to have the next baby? Uh, that was one of the questions. It said Karen, and we laughed. Our niece was only 12. <laughs> and, when, and when I asked, uh, uh, when was it, 
uh, it said January. And so they continued and asked what the name of it would be. And it said, Stephen, we laughed and never told anyone. Two years later, when my niece was 14, she got pregnant by a boy on January 24th. And she and had a baby boy on January 24th. Oh, my God. And named him Stephen. Cut it out. She never told anyone about the Ouija board. Oh, wow. That's that's creepy. That's really. Woof. 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 Oh, child. God, having a baby at 14. Wow. I had a I had a uh, a cousin who had a baby uh, 13, 16, 16. Well, let's say 16. I'll give her the benefit of the oh, doubt. Thank God. And uh, she's still married today. Wow. Yeah. Well, years and years and years and years. For love. Yeah. And to be, apparently. To the same person, by the way. Yeah. Well, I assume so. Yeah. <laughs> That's so rare. Yeah. That's pretty rare. Yeah. So. And uh, yeah, if you. Uh, I've been married quite a few years myself. I know. Which uh, brings us up to, before I forget, is that we are looking into launching a new radio show on love and relationships. And uh, this will be an interesting little thing. Stay tuned for more I information. I guess so. Yeah. We'll have what? a shoulder to cry on. <laughs> Soft music. Oh, my God, of all people. I was going to I was going to reply on that that post and say, uh, are you messing around with us, Ron Kolek? Stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you see, there's a softer side of Ron, just like the oh, old, just no. a softer side of Sears, there's a softer oh. side of Ron. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I and can't 40, wait. 49 years of marriage gives me somewhat of an expertise in uh, relationships. Uh, so anyways. Your wife just has a lot of patience. And we yeah. also have, uh, <laughs> you know, we have other, I'll have a co-host, and uh, actually two co-hosts. So it will be, uh, we'll have points of view from different uh, aspects of life. So I'm sure we can answer your love relationship oh, questions. Wow. So, Ron's the new dear Abby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Moving back to our next thing. Oh, you're the new Delilah. There you go. There you go, Delilah. (laughs) All right, kiddo, what do you got? All right, you want me to spit out another story here? Spit out another story there, girl. Okay, so I have another one from my friend Siobhan, but I'm going to jump over to the other other story I have, which is actually from my brother-in-law. Oh, and yeah, guy. and from a guy, from hmm. a guy. There you go. Different, different point of view. Let me bring it up here. Sorry. Okay. So this happened. This happened a long time ago, and uh, so it was the winter of 1986, and Dave had just got back from Hawaii, uh, and he had he had been the service briefly, and then uh, was done. So came back home and so a bunch of his friends were just hanging around with nothing to do and decided that we would play with the Ouija board. So a friend of his 
had one in his old van and but it was a brand new box it was still in the shrink wrap so they're like mark go get that that ouija board out of your van so brought it in they unwrapped it and set it all up never been used before and they were downstairs in the basement of my in-laws house and so they were playing with the board when it decided to start moving under our fingers and just spelling out basic things like hello so they started asking questions that only the board would know and the board started pointing out the letters and saying where's dave when i took my hands off for a bit and again so he would put his hands back and then take them off again it would say spell out where's dave so he said i came back on it would say hello and then we asked who it was and it spelled out the name horace h-o-r-a-c-e oh no one Egyptian knew. god oh hey no one none of them knew anybody named horace he said i again took my hands off the planchette and it immediately said where's dave <laughs> he put his hands back on the planchette it immediately went to hello and I asked, what do you want of me? It then spelled out three letters, P-A-V, like V is in Victor. At which time I looked around the room confused as to what P-A-V meant. Then it hit me like a ton of bricks. As I looked down at the shirt I was wearing, I realized it had been given to me by a friend of mine in the army. And his name was Stephen Pavlok. He had vanity plates on his motorcycle that said P-A-V. Oh, wow. He, he had divorced his wife because she was worshiping the devil through the Ouija board and other beans. This scared us. So we lit a fire in the downstairs fireplace and decided that it was best to burn the board. No! As we put the board into the fire, it started to burn, and it all burned except for the goodbye at the very bottom. And it was just a ring left around the goodbye. And all of a sudden, it caught fire, shot out of the fireplace, across the ceiling, and down the wall. On oh, the that's opposite, freaky. Yeah, on the opposite side of the room. And he said, I had just gotten a dog that day, and she was just kind of laying around the house, exploring the house. No problems at all. We cleaned up the mess that we had made and decided to drive everyone home and took the dog with us for the ride. As he got back home, bringing the dog into the house, the dog immediately ran down the hall and barked at the downstairs door to the basement where they had been and where they had burned the Ouija board. I opened the door and the dog ran down the stairs barking and sat in front of the fireplace and growled and barked at the fireplace. He said, I got the dog back into my car and drove around until the sun came up. <laughs> he then went, he said, I went to church and he said, I, I talked to uh, the father that it, the our priest, family, yeah. 
their family was very religious. So he talked to the priest there that they knew very well. And he actually went out to the house and blessed the house. And he said, I have never touched a Ouija board again, nor allowed one in my house. Really? Yep. And so, and I also know, so the kids that he was there with, now these, they were all like uh, 20 at this time. So one of the friends who was there with him, Karen said, uh, he was asking her, can you, can you send your side of the story to Anne? And Karen said, nope, I don't want to remember it. It scared me to the point. I will never, ever touch a Ouija board again. She wouldn't even tell me her side of the story. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So. So maybe if you do have an experience like that, you know, it does affect you, but I I don't know. I just. So, yeah. And I I can remember him telling me this story back in the day. Mm -hmm. And I was, I, I couldn't remember all the details. So I had reached out to him when we decided to do this. I'm like, come on. Spill it, because I can't remember that far back. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there, so I couldn't, I couldn't say. And right. so he typed it all up for me, and uh, sent it back to me. So, yeah, interesting. So, I know we're coming up to the break, and yep. uh, the. Uh, but you have you ever had experience with Ouija boards at all? Other than the the couple times I've used a Ouija board with you. Yeah, I have not, oh, and okay. I've have never had a bad experience. Let me put it right. that way. Yeah, I you know I had death threats on the Ouija boards. So oh. I'll, I'll oh. talk about that a little later on. I'm, I'm sure I have talked about it anyways, but we yep. we've got we've got to take a break. Uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles: Next Generation with Ian and Ron right here on Tojinet and Pararex Radio, and we're brought to you by our good friends at Spirit. Yeah, <laughs> good friends at Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrick Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our very, very, very good friends on Patreon at Ghost Chronicles Radio. Uh, so we'll be right back after the following messages. you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing. 
although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ian. And tonight we are talking creepy Ouija board stories. Mm -mm. Got some good ones. Yeah, well, they're not all creepy. Well, mine are. (laughs) I guess. I guess. Creepy. I mean, creepy but true. You know, I've had a lot of experiences, even investigating. I remember one, well, it's in my first book, uh, Ghost Chronicles, the house that went to pot where the woman mm-hmm. would play uh, the Ouija board by herself all the time uh, while smoking pot. And uh, we kind of told her it wasn't a good idea because she had all kinds of problems and things happening to her. And uh, she said uh, she would actually invite the spirit that came through in the Ouija board to actually come into her because she wanted him to feel what it was like being high when she was on uh, talking. Huh. So uh, we, as I said, we try to talk about it, say that not a good idea. But she says, but, but he's my friend. You know, he tells me where all the sales are at Macy's. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, but, my goodness. But anyway, so... Yeah. Um, I, this is an interesting article. It's not someone that someone sent to, but I, I did want to bring it up because it was kind of, I thought it was kind of strange. Um, whole town goes mad after people play Ouija board. Okay. Uh-huh. Whole town. Yeah. Uh, the news headlines announced the town's descendants into mad, the town descended into madness in March 1920. So last oh. year, ah. which is about, about a year ago. 1920, <laughs> nude and began to act mad after dallying with the Ouija board. Over the next several days, the madness spread like a disease throughout the town. One officer, a police officer, joined the hysteria, stripping off his uniform and running into the local bank, screaming hysterically. A 15-year-old girl described her own nude I described her own nude and wild appearance as a result of her ability to communicate with uh, spirits on the Ouija board. <laughs> so this whole town, they, evidently, oh. you have to strip and go crazy. I uh, think it was more involved somehow, but yeah, yeah. no, no, it's really. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, terrified by the spread of this madness, 
Town hall officials brought in truckloads of mental health specialists to examine all 1,200 members of the population. While the professionals attributed the madness to shared hysteria, the city government decided to take no risks, and Ouija birds were banned within the town limits. Oh, my goodness. I like that one. That what town was this? It just says a town in it California. It didn't tell us. It I didn't would be, give us the name. I, I would love to know. Uh, be interested. The, yes, I, I would. I'll maybe I'll bring it. See if I can dig it up for next show. <laughs> uh, Go so, door to door, knock, knock, knock. Uh, bring out your Ouija board. <laughs> bring mm. out your Ouija board. Bring out your Ouija board. <laughs> put your clothes on. Bring out your Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> please, please put your clothes on. Oh, you that's know, I mean, it sounds like so thing, but, you know, I don't. Yeah, whatever. Mm. I remember when I was uh, when we first got cable TV. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was a big thing because I always had crappy reception here in the valley. Yes. And uh, so um, my son was uh, fairly young back then and we were going through the channels and we came across his channel and it was a bunch of guys going around the, the fire naked banging oh. a drum. Really? Uh, yeah, it is like traumatizing both of us for, <laughs> for the, rest, the rest of our lives. Is that the National Geographic? Uh, I have no you know? clue what that was. No, <laughs> they weren't. They weren't no Aborigine tribe. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, it's probably some Showtime thing or HBO early. I have <laughs> no clue. Well, I don't even. Well, did they have it back then? I don't know. <laughs> they they did. They used to have Showtime. I think. As yeah. I recall. It, it was bizarre, anyways, yeah. to say the least. Oh, well. All right. You got one or you want uh, me to go? I, either way, I, I do have one or well, you can go. Let it go. I get, I'm right. saving my best. All right. You're going to make everybody wait on the edge mm. of their seats. So, okay. So this one comes again from my friend Siobhan. And this is, we're going back to her and her friend Katie again. But it was a few years later. They were older. And she begins the story and says, our friend Shannon died right before our freshman year of college in a car accident. I thought she was going to say right before our eyes. It's like, like, holy crap, that's a scary one. (laughs) No, no, no. So the first long weekend of freshman year, we decided to come home and meet up at Katie's house, which is where they were the last time they swiped the Ouija board. Uh Maybe it's something to do at Katie's yeah, house. Yeah. We thought it would be fun to try the Ouija board. Uh, her parents knew about it this time, but we were 18. So what could they do? Yeah, stick your we, tongue up. We started in her room and we were hell bent on talking to Shannon. And the wounds were still fresh. It wasn't long before a spirit asked us to go to the place where Shannon had died and read her notes. And she said, We're, I'm not sure why, but we did have a shoebox of notes from Shannon stashed away. She said it was a sad spot because she had hit a tree and a guardrail, and you could still see the giant dent in the guardrail where it had happened. We finally, so they had brought the Ouija board here, apparently, to this spot where she uh-huh. died. So, check on the, on the show and do the Ouija board. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, it was a sad spot. Um, oh, I already said that. Okay, so we finally got a spirit who identified itself as Shannon. Shannon told us she wanted to talk to us, but not in that spot. 
She told us to go to her grave and someone, yeah, and someone we knew would be there. When we got there, Shannon's friend, Jenny, was visiting her grave. We went to high school together, but we weren't really that close. She was crying and we told her, it's okay. Shannon told us to come here and see you. And of course, she didn't believe it. Mm -hmm. So she said, fine. If Shannon is actually talking to you, then tell me something Siobhan and Katie wouldn't know. And then the board spelled out a name. She said, I can't remember now what the name was exactly, but I want to say it was something like Trixie. But Katie and I had no idea what it meant. Jenny was shocked. She said, Trixie is my dog's name. And neither one of us even knew Jenny had a dog. So that's what Shannon told them was the name of Jenny's dog. So, yeah. And so, so this is, this she said, so as, as a side note, the best part of this story was they both had run out of the house so fast because they were at Katie's house. Mm -hmm. They forgot they both had those green facial masks on like Uh, women put on their face and you had that green stuff all over your face. She said, I'm also pretty sure we had green face masks on the whole time. I'm like, no, what did this girl thought you were crazy? So they're standing there with green faces. So did they bring the Ouija board to the grave? Yes. Holy moly. Yeah. She said it it was really scary because we were in a cemetery. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So that, that's pretty. That's pretty bizarre. Bizarre, pretty bizarre, and I can only imagine Do them the Ouija green. board with a facial mask on. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> so, that's Siobhan's second story. Uh, that's a. That's unique. <laughs> it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. So I I had received this and well. We had received this. It says, hi, Ann and Ron. Yeah. mentioned you. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that last story was brought to you by, uh, was uh, from Sandra Chase. Uh, she's the one who submitted that one about the pregnant girl. Oh. Uh, Stephen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, hi, Ron and Ann and, yeah. Hi, Ann and Ron. Happy Friday. Hope all is well. I saw your Facebook posting about the Ouija board stories and thought I would submit a little tale of my own. I hope you enjoy it. Best wishes. Our extremely good friend from Patreon, Craig the Group. So ah, there you go. Good to hear from Craig. It, and he he put some time into this. This is well written. Oh. It was a dreary Saturday afternoon in the early 1980s when me and my junior high school friends Allison, Michelle, and Jason, all hanging out in Michelle's bedroom, decided to play the Ouija board. With Michelle's parents downstairs, we retrieved the board from the closet, turned off the lights, and arranged ourselves in a circle. Carefully placing our fingers on the planchette, Allison closed her eyes and whispered, Is there a spirit in this room? She always asked because she told us that uh, spirits had to answer witches. Oh, I guess she was a witch, which she claimed to be. I get it. Okay. Yep. So that's why she she said uh, spirits have to answer. I didn't know that. Do they have to answer witches? I 
I've never heard that, but well, we'll have to ask one of our witch friends. Be true. We, we know them. plenty of witches. Yes, yeah, we do. Sure. The planchette failed to move. At first, we only got the spirits to answer yes. Oh, the planchette never failed to be. Why do I even read? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you just send me send it over to me. <laughs> it's so well written too. I really screwed this You're up. You're killing it. Okay. Okay. The planchette never failed to move. At first, we only get the spirits yes and no answers. With patience and practice, we were soon getting one word answers and names. Eventually, the four of us were skilled enough that the ghosts answered in full sentences, even predicted future events. But it was a rainy afternoon when we finally stepped over the Ouija board threshold of no return. Uh-oh. This was the day the spirits read our minds. Ooh. <laughs> it went down exactly like this. Or how my middle-aged brain remembers this plus 30-year-old memory. That's young. <laughs> mm -hmm. Three people put their fingers on the planchette, while the fourth uh, thought of a three-digit number, then ran downstairs to whisper that number into Michelle's mum's ear. I guess that's a blind test, huh? Yeah. Upon returning, uh, they'd sit on uh, they'd sit on the far side of the room and ask the spirits for their predictions. Slowly, the planchette moved and revealed the three-digit numbers. Wow, that's pretty cool. Mm. The person who picked the numbers would turn a ghostly white and with a quiver voice ask Michelle's mom to yell up uh, what she had whispered. And when she did, the numbers always matched. Oh, my God. I can hear it now. Hey, Ma! <laughs> <laughs> what are the numbers? We, maybe you get the lottery numbers. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, we sat around the docking room waiting for the ghost to make a mistake. They never did. Time and time and time again. My someone God. would think of a number and the spirits revealed the numbers and Michelle's mumba would screen up the number. They would <laughs> always be the same. Damn. As the day turned into night, my friends and I got increasingly spooked. Every prediction uh, turned turned out true, and we became a bit more unnerved. And when the four of us were completely freaked, Allison closed the portal to the other side, as witches do, she said, and the Ouija board went back into the closet. The lights were switched on, and we all vowed never to touch that thing again. But eventually... The wind, the wind, ooh, eventually the wind would call our names. The crows rustling in the trees would screech to the ghosts floating above them, uh, above the house, uh, and the house would creak in such a way that we couldn't resist. Mm. Our fascination once again beckoned us to call out all of the wayward ghosts and spirits around us, and we'd drag out the Ouija board Seeking answers from the other side, mm -hmm. one letter and one number at a time. Ooh. Man, he wrote that so much better than I read it. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I'm sure he did. <laughs> he sounds very well spoken. Oh, my goodness. Better than me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So that's the whole, that's the, your whole story? Yeah. 
Okay, I didn't want to interrupt you. If you have more, no, it was no, it was good. It was the he would uh, they would you know they were just like so proved by that numbers and you know they had a blind test basically and it was yeah. able to do it. Wow, so that's kind of cool actually. Huh. Mm. Huh. Very well, logical. I, I thank Craig for that. Kids, yeah. Very logical. All right. What you got? I, well, I I don't have any more stories. That's uh, right. That was my three stories, but I do remember when we were at uh, Spirit Quest the year we had our friend. It wasn't Robert Merch. It was, and and I just Robert Rabido. Rabido. Yep. Was it wasn't Robert though? Oh, well, whatever his Jim, name is, Jason. John? Jason. 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 There Jason. we go. Jason. Yeah. Jason Rubido and I. Remember I recently the Merrimack Valley uh, metal detectives to group too. Oh, Go ahead, cool! Carry on. Oh, he was really interesting. So I did a video show on this uh, as a Spirit Quest throwback uh, a month or so ago. Oh, cool! And he also collects Ouija boards. And I remember that after he talked, you and I sat and used a Ouija board, and it was the last event. On Sunday, and of course we were exhausted. So tonight, <laughs> we were we were doing. Uh, it was just Ron and I, and we were doing the Ouija board, and it was still daylight. I mean, it wasn't you know mm-hmm. midnight or anything. And it, we asked who we were talking to, and it spelled out the name Tom. And I remember that the message that he gave us said, "Go home." I feel like okay. Time to go with that. Yeah, maybe that was Tom telling you to go home. No problem. Yeah, maybe my husband was channeling, <laughs> channeling the Ouija board. I just, I just remember that because I thought it was so funny. Yeah, I forgot. Oh, you myself. want us to go home, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I've got an interesting one. Um, in 1935, a man shot his wife four times in the back. Okay. Yep. Let's see the story. Oh, that's great. No. In 1935, a man shot his wife four times in the back. Arrested by police at the time of the incident, the 78-year-old husband described his stressful relationship with his wife following uh, her consultation with the Ouija board. His wife claimed to be receiving messages during her weekly consultations of his infidelity with a oh. neighboring woman. Oh. 78 oh. years old, God bless him. Wow. <laughs> the Ooh. board allegedly told her that he gave the woman a great deal of money. After each consultation, the wife would give her husband a document and announce that if she ever caught him in another lie, she would kill him. Of course, uh, over the course of several weeks, the wife t- tried, uh, tied him to the bedpost with wires, Ow. whipped his bodies with knotted ropes, used a burning poker to wound him, oh, yeah, and stabbed him in that. the shins with a knife. Finally, uh, the burnt, uh, finally, she burnt. What? Finally, under the burnt body torture, he confessed anything she wanted to hear. Uh-huh. When she pulled the gun to his head, uh-oh, 
Satisfied by his confession, she left the gun on the nightstand. Freed, at last, the husband seized the gun and shot his wife four times in the back. I don't blame him. Sorry. The court ruled ruled justifiable homicide (laughs) since her husband was reasonable fear for his life. (laughs) The poor guy. 78 years old. God bless him. Poor bastard. Come on. Messing around with the neighbor. Huh? Yeah, right. Whatever. Oof. Jan, Jan always tells me the, the Willie Nelson story. What's that? Willie Nelson, he was he was cheated on his wife. He come home drunk and everything else. So one time he cheated on his wife, came home drunk. So his wife got up and sewed him into the sheets and beat him. <laughs> beat the crap out of him. <laughs> She sewed him into the sheets. Yes, oh sewed him into the sheets. Oh my god, that's that's hysterical. She's I my, she's my I, hero. And ah. ever after, ever after that, he never cheated again. Oh, yep. Get what you get. I think that's yeah. That's I always right. like that. That I've story. never heard that. that. Yes. I'm gonna Google that. I gotta Google. Yeah, please that. do. Yeah. <laughs> I only ever for my wife that she tells me. Oh, Lord. Oh, that's funny. Mm. Well, I I do have to say that I'm always on the prowl for Ouija boards. If I'm in an antique shop or a thrift so, shop. You know that. Anywhere. Yeah, I know. You do the same. And I did stumble across a really cool one a couple years back in a, did. an antique. You've seen it. In an antique mm. shop. And it's a tray. It's actually like a... Uh, I don't really know what it's made out of. It's from the 50s. Definitely vintage. And no, it's not a reproduction, Ron. It's the original. And I have the original instructions that came with it. Oh, cool. A yeah. little right, tattered. Good. I have them in a little Ziploc baggie. And, but it's a big tray. And it has the full-blown Ouija board on it. And... Um, Oh, I wish I had it in front of me, but it has a picture of like a a swami yeah, on it. Yeah, swami board. Yeah, it's very cool, very cool. And I, I had just, you know, I was off camping somewhere and was out exploring and ran into this this antiques place. It was one of those marts where they have all the different stalls, and this one person that was had it all set up. It was the beginning of October, so they just set the whole booth up for Halloween and had the cobwebs. I'm like, here's this beautiful widget board tray. I'm like, oh, I think I got it for like 25 bucks, something, something unbelievable. <laughs> the guy even, the guy who rang it up said, really? I, and he Googled it. He's like, wow, these, these are worth a lot more on eBay or whatever, yep. wherever he went. So I'm like, yeah, well, that's the price on it. See you later. Bye. Exactly. Hit the road, Jack. So excited. So excited. Mm-hmm. And I have a an antique planchette, too, that I got at another antique store nearer to me. She just had the, but it's still got the original box. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it is very old. I don't, I, I don't have it in front of me, but it's, it's older than the 50s. And oh, it's cool. wooden. It's missing the glass. Yeah. The planchette originally came before the Ouija board. 
Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, maybe this one came yeah, first. Yeah, the, the, the planchette came first before the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Oh. In fact, the, the planchettes, and I, I don't know if you remember the spirit quest that we did, the the uh, talking planchettes, and that, and that they used to have pens in them. That, uh, oh, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Didn't we make one? Yeah. We, I, yeah. Well, I made I made them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Made a ton of them, <laughs> and they get to take them home, which is the cool thing that we do at at Spirit Quest. We we give stuff away a lot of times. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, you know that uh, Ouija boards freak out people, and uh, people know that I collect stuff like that uh curse stuff and strange stuff and everything uh so i have received through the years many uh ouija boards that were uh no longer wanted by people because they were cursed and so i have had those for years uh some of them are just ordinary ouija boards but they Mm -hmm. have the stories with them uh yeah i i remember getting one with the bible on it uh it was actually uh Bible who was in with the Ouija board to protect it. <laughs> so Oh my goodness. Which, which was good was a bonus because I uh I save uh Bible Bibles. Uh mm-hmm. uh you know, if I go into a yard sale or something there's a Bible, I'll grab it. Uh mm-hmm. so uh as well. But uh yeah, the, the, there was one story of course of the up oh, two minutes and I oh. guess we, we're not gonna be able to get that one out. It's a rather long story. Yeah. Oh, I'll but, save it for next time. I will. So. I will. Uh, but yeah, we want to thank everyone for who, who uh, submitted uh, yes. the things. I want to thank uh, Sandra Chase and uh, Craig DeGroot uh, for uh, submitting their stories. And uh, I had a couple others that I unfortunately didn't get to, but uh, another, we'll save it for another show, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. And a couple of my own tales, too, about some of the boards that people sent me and the stories that went with them. But uh, it was an interesting show. I enjoyed doing it. Yes. And, uh, it was great. We'll... Thank you. Thank you to my uh, my brother-in-law, David, and my friend, Siobhan, and yeah. they, for sharing those with me. <laughs> there you go. And like I said, next month, uh, we'll be doing a special video broadcast of... Uh, uh, the Spirit Museum, Spirit Board Museum in Salem, uh, Massachusetts, and uh, uh, look forward to that. Uh, also, we'll be broadcasting audio as well. So, anyways, we do have to go. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Bethune, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Lago, 15 High Street, not the Andover, Massachusetts, and that very in Anstar. <laughs> Also brought to you by Ann's dog. Okay. So, uh, moving right along, I'll end, I'll <laughs> end with the man's prayer. I'm a man. I can change. If I have to, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Amen. So, yeah. Uh, so, Ann, thank you for getting those stories. Sorry. You're welcome. That's all right. Yeah, he's... <laughs> It's the Ouija board. We said yeah, Ouija board. It haunted God. him out. He wanted to hear more. That's all I can say. That's Good night, right. everyone. God bless. And remember, keep your stick on the ice. <laughs> Good night, everybody.
From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.